amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Delving past the headlines. Sorting through the media bias. Exposing the propaganda. And challenging you Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is once again time to tap into the truth. Once again, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, this is your host, Tim Tap. Apologies for not being with you here on Spreaker in uh, nearly a week. Been busy working on other projects, and it's taken up a great deal of time. Spreaker is a bit of a hobby for me, and unfortunately... Uh, time gets short and usually it's the hobbies that get hit first but for those of you who have been long and anxiously awaiting a new broadcast here we are tonight we will be discussing uh, more my thoughts and feelings than specific news although we'll go over the news thoughts in dealing with the new saber rattling coming from North Korea and of course the fact that a couple of same-sex marriage cases have come before the Supreme Court in this past week and seems to be a lot of people are hopeful as far as what the Supreme Court's going to find. I'll give you my take on it, and I think a lot of folks are going to be disappointed all the way around. Of course, that's usually the way it is when it comes to the Supreme Court, at least certainly here lately. But first in the news, uh, we will talk about the fact that you're going to be hearing about this probably a big deal in the next little bit. It seems that the folks staying at Guantanamo Bay are once again unhappy about something. The detainees are claiming that now they're being denied potable water. Of course, our boys in uniform are denying that particular charge. But here's the long and the short of it. This story coming out of uh, Miami... The Guard Force Commander at Guantanamo Bay said this past Thursday that there's nothing wrong with the tap water there, despite prisoner claims to the contrary. Water is uh, distilled at the U.S. base in Cuba and checked at least once a month to make sure it's safe, according to Army Colonel John Bogdan. Uh, he's the current CEO there. 
CEO, uh, try, CEO, sorry, spent too much time away from military, too much time in business here recently. The current CEO, he's the commanding officer in the base. Uh, it is the same water that I drink daily, Bogdan said in a sworn statement. The government filed a statement Thursday in federal court in Washington in response to claims by prisoners that they've been denied potable drinking water and that the air conditioning was being kept frigid to punish them during a hunger strike. Uh, defense lawyers for the inmates, interesting wording, funny how the media still portrays them like they're just common everyday prisoners rather than enemy combatants and prisoners of war. Anyway, I digress. The defense lawyers for the inmates filed an emergency motion in federal court after interviewing Yemeni prisoner Mossab al-Madawana. And that was back on Monday. He had told them guards were refusing to provide bottled water and telling prisoners to drink from tap water that the inmates believe is non-potable. Oh, well, you know, just because the inmates believe that it's true, that must be the case. The U.S. military disputes the claims and says prisoners are also offered bottled water. 33 of the 166 prisoners are on a hunger strike, according to the military. A federal judge noted the conflicting accounts and scheduled a hearing in his Washington courtroom for April 15th. Now, Maury Newman, a human rights lawyer based in Denver, said she spoke to Al Mahawani on Thursday by phone, and he said he's now receiving bottled water. But she said he claimed the guards were withholding water from other detainees. Okay, so that's the story. That's the way it's being reported. And as you can tell, once again, there is this slant to try and make you think that these are just regular, everyday, average, ordinary prisoners who are being held just like someone who popped a liquor store or somebody who snatched a purse. Let's not forget, people, that... Number one, every single person at Guantanamo Bay that's still there are enemy combatants. They were picked up in combat operations. They were trying to kill innocent people, and they were trying to kill American soldiers in the process. These are not nice people. These are not criminals. These are not people that are guaranteed protected rights under our Constitution. They are, in fact, people that we have dealt with through military tribunals for the better part of 200 years. So, forgive me if I don't exactly shed a tear at the fact that they believe some water isn't potable. Now, Far be it for me to crack on uh, folks here in the States, but, you know, a lot of us don't exactly have the best tasting or the best smelling or certainly the most wonderful and tasteful tap water here in the States. That's part of the reason why so many people use bottled water uh, around here. But it doesn't make it unsafe. 
there are standards that are in place and I have every confidence that most of us are receiving safe to drink tap water even if it wouldn't be our first choice for a source of water these people have been trying to kill Americans for a very long time and would kill every American they saw given half an opportunity even now their detainment is something of a safety issue for all the freedom-loving world so I'm not going to feel too bad that their water maybe doesn't taste as good as it should and that they're not being offered bottled water a whole bunch. But if they have been offered bottled water, and evidently this guy has admitted he started getting bottled water, then there's really no reason to complain about it, is there? Just clog up our court system and give these people preferential treatment and attempt to offer them the very same rights, constitutionally rights, that our government is trying to strip away from our regular everyday citizenry. I mean, what the crap, people? At some point, we've got to realize uh, people that are not citizens and don't belong here are not guaranteed these rights. Not that I necessarily don't deem them worthy, but the fact that if you want to make the argument that the Constitution and these rights, these basic human rights that we cling to, should apply to all people, fine, but uh, be consistent with it and continue to offer that to the American citizens who actually are guaranteed those rights. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Stop attacking the Second Amendment. Stop attacking the 14th Amendment. Stop attacking the First Amendment. And let's just get back to being American, shall we? And let's not forget either the fact that all these folks that are on a hunger strike down there right now, they're on a hunger strike because they believe that the guards mishandled their Qurans. Well, they wouldn't have to handle their Qurans at all if they weren't busy trying to mutilate these documents themselves in order to send codes and messages back and forth. Yeah, that's right. We're on to you, little Shabazz Malik. We're on to you. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling about that. And let's go ahead and take a look at the stories as they're being reported with North Korea. Now, if you happen to have been under a rock for the last week or so, you may not know that currently uh, the United States and South Korea are in joint military operations. And uh, that this usually, whenever we do anything with South Korea or anything with Japan, which we typically do annually, uh, this usually gets the attention of North Korea, and the North Korea dictatorship in the past have always taken that opportunity to say, ooh, your aggressiveness does not go unnoticed, blah, blah, blah. We will strike back with ferocity and uh, do not, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, you really, it got to the, be, got to the point with Kim Jong-il, the previous dictator there, then it almost became like the adults in the Peanuts cartoons. He would uh, be talking in the North Korean accent, of course, but it was basically just wah, 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 wah. Why? Because he always said the same things, and ultimately he only wanted attention. We knew at that point in time that China, who still 
big brother to North Korea, uh, and the ultimate reason why we in South Korea or Japan haven't just went in and whooped their butts already and said, you know what, be done with it. They've usually kept them on a tight enough leash in the past that we didn't really have to be overly concerned about it. We just had to keep an eye out for those occasional cross-border skirmishes between the North and the South, and which actually, despite the fact that you very rarely heard about it, from what I understand with uh, some folks who serve there and have uh, discussed it with me, uh, a few friends both from the Air Force and uh, from the Army, uh, this kind of thing, they actually had skirmishes on a fairly regular basis. Uh, towards the end of Ill's life, uh, they had kind of backed down a little bit, and it actually seemed to have been pretty calm up until recently when Kim Jong-un uh, has decided that uh, he wants to kind of go psycho. I, I don't know if Dennis Rodman's visit uh, had anything to do with this, but... Uh, Homecut seems to think that he has to do the same kind of thing that his daddy used to do every time this happened. Only he's escalated it, and he's taken it much further because he's actually shown uh, a certain level of forcefulness and preparedness and cut off communication with the South, and they've cut off all the ways to transport back and forth and they basically shut down the demilitarized zone and the whole thing seems to be escalating and you almost have to wonder if this guy might not be just a little bit serious but here's the way it's being reported North Korean leader Kim Jong-un warned Friday that would still be today technically that his rocket forces were ready to settle accounts with the U.S. Uh, this is, that's a quote, by the way. Not real sure what he thinks we need to settle, but at any rate, unleashing a new round of rhetoric after the U.S. nuclear-capable B-2 bombers dropped dummy munitions in a joint drill with South Korea. Kim's warning and the litany of threats that have preceded it uh, like I said earlier, this has been going on for a while. It's just getting more and more ratcheted up. Uh, anyway, all these threats don't indicate an imminent war. In fact, they're most likely meant to coerce South Korea into softening its policies, win direct talks and aid from Washington, and strengthen the young leader's credentials and image at home. Okay, well, this is saying basically... Uh, politics as usual. This is what Kim Jong-il used to do all the time. Uh, he never took it to this extent, but I'll continue with the reporting. But the threats from North Korea and rising animosity from the rivals that have followed UN sanctions over uh, North Korea's February 12th nuclear test do raise worries of a misjudgment leading to a clash. I love how they write this stuff. This is poetic, and yet still seems to be trying to protect and calm everyone down. Protect North Korea and calm everyone down here. We don't need to pay attention to this guy. That's what they're saying here. Anyway, I'll continue. Kim convened an 
urgent operation meeting of senior generals just after midnight, signed a rocket preparation plan and ordered his forces to stand by to strike the U.S. mainland, uh, South Korea, Guam, and Hawaii, according to the state media. Uh, according to intel that we've got on this guy at the moment, or at least the intel that's been released, I didn't think North Korea had anything that was capable of striking the mainland here in the States. Now, Guam and Hawaii might be within their targeting range. Why a bit of a stretch, I would think. But, who knows? Maybe our intel's not where it needs to be, or maybe our intel has been intentionally incomplete. So, maybe we shouldn't completely ignore that. Just saying. Kim said, quote, The time has come to settle accounts with the U.S. imperialists in view of the prevailing situation. Not sure what that's meant to be, unless he's still just talking about the joint military operations, which happens every single year. But according to a report by the North's official Korean Central News Agency, later Friday, at the main square in the capital of North Korea, tens of thousands of North Koreans turned out for a 90-minute mass rally in support of Kim's call to arms. Men and women, many of them in olive drab uniforms, stood in arrow-straight lines, fists raised as they chanted, Death to the U.S. imperialists. Now, pay attention. That's an important differential. It's not death to America. That's death to the U.S. imperialists. That's you and me, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you're really an imperialist or not, they think all American citizens are. So, they're not calling out the country. They're not calling out our government. They're calling out us, each individual. Important distinction, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, placards in the plaza bore harsh words for South Korea as well, including, Let's rip the puppet traitors to death. Hmm. Nice folks there in North Korea, aren't they? Small North Korean warships, including patrol boats, continued maritime drills off the coast of North Korea, near the border with South Korea uh, on Thursday. South Korean Defense Ministry spokesman Kim Min-suk said in a briefing Friday that he didn't, but he didn't provide details. Uh, the spokesman said that South Korea's military was mindful of the possibility that North Korean drills could lead to an actual provocation. He also said that the South Koreans and the U.S. militaries are watching closely for any signs of missile launch preparations in North Korea. He didn't elaborate. North Korea, which says it considers the U.S. South Korean military drill preparation for an invasion, has pumped out a string of threats in state media. In the most dramatic case, uh, they made the highly improbable vow to nuke the United States. On Friday, the state media released a photo of Kim and his senior generals huddled in front of a map showing routes for envisioned strikes against cities on both American coasts. The map bore the title U.S. Mainland Strike Plan. Now tell me that's not made for TV. Portions of the photo appeared to be manipulated through the intriguing detail, a bandage on Kim's left arm, 
appeared to be real. Interesting thing to note in the report. It's like, oh, some of this picture looks fake, but we think that bandage on his arm might be real. Maybe he had a boo-boo. Okay. Experts believe the country is years away from developing nuclear-tipped missiles that could strike the United States. Many say they've also seen no evidence that North Korea has long-range missiles that can hit the U.S. mainland. Still, there are fears of a localized conflict, such as a naval skirmish in disputed Yellow Sea waters. Uh, such naval classes have happened three times since 1999. There's also the danger that such a clash could escalate. Seoul has vowed to hit back hard the next time it's attacked. North Korea's threats are also worrisome because of its arsenal of short and mid-range missiles that can hit targets in South Korea and Japan. Seoul is the uh, is only a short drive from the heavily armed border separating the Koreas. The North can fire 500,000 rounds of artillery on Seoul in the first hour of a conflict. They also note that North Korea has a history of testing new South Korean leaders. And the new president there just took office late last month. Since 1992, the North has welcomed these five new leaders by disturbing the peace. Interesting way of writing that as well. U.S. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel told reporters Thursday that the decision to send B-2 bombers to join the military drills was part of a normal exercise and not intended to provoke North Korea. Hagel acknowledged, however, that North Korea's belligerent tones and actions in recent weeks have ratcheted up the danger in the region. Quoted, and we have to understand that reality. U.S. forces, Korea, said that the B-2 stealth bombers flew from a U.S. Air Force base in Missouri and dropped dummy munitions on an uninhabited South Korean island range on Thursday before returning home. The Pentagon said that it was the first time a B-2 had dropped dummy munitions over South Korea and later added that it was unclear whether there had ever been any B-2 flights there at all. The statement followed an earlier U.S. announcement that nuclear-capable B-2 bombers participated in the joint military drills. Uh, North Korean uh, uses U.S. nuclear arsenal... Uh, as a justification for its own push for nuclear weapons, and it claims that the U.S. nuclear firepower is a threat to its existence and provocation. The two Missouri-based stealth bombers used in South Korea drills probably weren't nuclear-armed, but experts say there's an aircraft that... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. 
That's managementconcepts.com. Would likely be sent if Washington ever does decide it wants to drop nuclear bombs on North Korea. It would be those two. The United States doesn't forward deploy nuclear weapons in South Korea, Okinawa, Guam, or Hawaii. The B-2s can reach targets from North Korea to Iran directly from Missouri, which is what the United States did in the early stages of operations against Yugoslavia, Afghanistan, and Iraq. That's the report from the AP. That's where we're standing right now. So let's take a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll delve past the headlines and we'll see if we can't tap into a little truth. Stay with us. We'll be right back. into the truth check us out at tapintothetruth.com for our latest blog post and for links to all of our past broadcasts don't forget to like us on facebook and to follow us on twitter that's tap into the truth right here on spreaker radio That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And let me take this opportunity to remind you, yes, indeed, please spend a little time checking us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow, and while you're at it, go ahead and follow us here. And while you're at the website, check out some of our other outlets as we are constantly working to increase the reach of Tap Into The Truth. Uh... Be sure to follow us here at Spreaker. Uh, the more follows we get, the easier it is for us to convince uh, some folks who might be willing to sponsor us uh, to go ahead and do that so that we can then, in turn, increase the quality of the show, increase the quality of the programming, and hopefully at some point be able to spend enough time to make this a top-notch show, both here and at our other outlets as well. In the meanwhile, that is Tap Into The Truth, just like it's uh, spelled right here on this show. Two Ps on tap, because, hey, I thought it would be cute if it had my name. At any rate... Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back with us. Glad to have you here tonight. And let's continue with the discussion, shall we? We are talking about North Korea at the moment. And the reason we're talking about North Korea, if you were with us before the break and listening live, you know that 
we have been facing now better than a week's worth of threats of just old school, old fashioned saber rattling only. A lot of this has been obviously done just for the purposes of the media. Kim Jong-un is taking his turn, just like Kim Jong-il, at trying to convince the great masses that he's a strong and powerful leader, and he's not afraid of America, and he's not afraid of South Korea. Of course, you know, none of the Koreans are really afraid of South Korea, because... A lot of them still don't see the forced separation between the North and the South as being legitimate. They don't recognize the fact that South Korea now is its own individual nation and still has democracy. They refuse to be run over by the communist regime that was attempting to take over the entire country. So they don't really fear South Korea. They would love an opportunity to really just go after it because they think, number one, that China has their back on that. And honestly, if there were no other outside parties involved, China probably would. China would defend North Korea, I have no doubt about it, if South Korea was to invade. My concern with this situation, this go-round, though, is something that most Americans have no real idea about. Unless you've taken the time to talk to some people who've managed to be in on the ground in North Korea, or caught a couple of really nice documentaries that are out there about what goes on. They had to sneak cameras in to do it. Uh, this type of information the government would never have allowed out. But uh, unless you have some type of direct engagement, you would really have no idea. But the entire culture of North Korea, they are hammered away from a very early age with these just flat-out brainwashing techniques that makes these people believe that the glorious leader uh, is practically a god. Uh, these are people that would receive medical treatment, and then rather than thanking the doctor that provided it, they will go over to a giant poster of Kim Jong-il and praise him and thank him for their ability to be treated. And that would be the end of it. Uh, it's a culture where the government has put such a stranglehold on their people and while you know the first people that were exposed to this did it in order to survive, they went along with it because they didn't want to face the guns that would be stuck in their face otherwise. We're a few generations in now. If you see people who are hammered away with something from a very early age and for a very long time, if they don't know any different, if they haven't seen for themselves, at some point they start to think, they start to believe maybe this stuff is legit. Maybe this really is the real deal. This is how we should think. This is how we should feel. We should honor the great leader. We should honor the... Uh, leader father, uh, whatever his new beloved leader, whatever his title's been since he's passed. But Kim Jong-un, you would think 
would probably be in on the nasty little secret, and that is all the saber-rattling was just for show. Kim Jong-il, for all his gusto, at the end of the day, really didn't want any part of a real conflict with the United States. Because I'm certain that China would be reluctant to protect them in the event that they had actually initiated something. But the question now becomes, does Kim Jong-un really know the difference? Does he know what his father knew, or is he a victim the same as a lot of the other citizens of his country, of the propaganda, the brainwashing, is there the, the even the slightest possibility that maybe this guy that at one point in time we had these really high hopes that he would be a cooler head, that he would be someone that we might eventually be able to deal with, somebody that would eventually lead North Korea back into the realm of nation states that can be part of the world community. I mean, we had those hopes. It was discussed a lot, and the way everybody talked about this guy, that he was probably the best hope, the best opportunity that the United States was ever going to have uh, of making that happen and starting us down the path. But now that we've seen this reaction to these joint military operations, and, you know, I, I kind of misquoted earlier. I said they happen every year. They don't really happen every year, but they do happen on a regular basis. Okay, there is nothing new or out of the ordinary. Uh, sometimes the Japanese are included with this, and we also have joint operations with the Japanese in the same area when we're not necessarily working with the South Koreans. And this whole little area has been very contentious for a long time between Japan, Korea, and China. So there's always some level of hostility every time we get involved with this. But my question stands, do we need to be concerned? Because do we know if Kim Jong-un is really somebody like his father who knew at the end of the day you don't want to start Jack with the United States? Or could he be a victim of the same mindset that most of the citizenry of his country have been forced into? Could he actually believe, if you would, for lack of a better word, the hype? Could he believe that North Korea really can not only withstand these things, but they could stand alone and they don't need China's help? And in the past, where China would undoubtedly have tried to reel in North Korea, there's a couple of things that you need to understand as American citizens, and number one, and that is China is not our friend. Now, China may have a vested interest in trying to get some of their money back that they have been so gracious as to loan us so that we can use for the very successful stimulus programs that we've had, which started under W. 
Okay, so for those of you on the left who want to just hammer right in, yes, I acknowledge the first stimulus package, which at least the, the first stimulus package, the idea there, uh, far better than this, uh, went directly to the American people. Quite frankly, I'm against having borrowed money to do that in the first place, period. W was wrong to do it. Uh, Barack's definitely wrong to do it because the stuff he's doing is just lining in the pockets of campaign contributors and friends. In fact, I'd say he's probably found a few ways to get a nice solid uh, percentage of it uh, into accounts that he's going to be able to utilize later on. But eh, that's another story. The Great Occupier has his plans. Make no mistake about it. My, if if you were going to take the time to borrow that money, if I had my druthers, I'd say, all right, fine. If you're going to do that, borrow it. Now pay back everybody everything you owe from Social Security and close down the Social Security program. It's unconstitutional. It's unsustainable, and nobody's got the guts to go in and make the changes to save it. But that's a topic for another show, and I'll step back from that precipice. I worry. I wonder. Is this guy really who we think he is? Can we count on him to do the right thing? Can we count on him to do the smart thing? Is this just saber-rattling, just like his father would have done, for the sake of image and ego and uh, pay attention to me? Or does this guy believe some of this stuff. Does he think he actually can pull it off? Right now, I doubt we have the intel. But I'll tell you this much. As much as I think, like the point I was trying to make before with China, in the past they would have kind of kept a tight rein on North Korea. They might be at a point right now ready to set back and kind of to see what will happen. They might be ready to see what the world opinion would be, to see what's going to happen. Would the U.S. back down? Have we become the paper tiger they believe us to be? But on the bright side, one of the targets that North Korea probably can hit in the U.S. is Hawaii. Uh, not a bright side there in so much as the fact that that might be one of the few places in the country that the occupier still cares enough about that he might actually have a reasonable reaction to Hawaii being attacked. Otherwise, heaven help us. I, I just, I, I, it scares me to think of what possibly could happen if this escalates out. Uh, let's take another really quick break, and then we will be right back, and we will briefly discuss the same-sex marriage issue. Stay with us. Tap into the truth. Check us out at tapintothetruth.com for our latest blog posts and for links to all of our past broadcasts. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. That's Tap Into The Truth, right here on Spreaker Radio. Yes, that's right, here on Spreaker Radio, and don't forget to go ahead and follow us here on Spreaker. After all, that is 
where we're at right now and where you're listening to this show. So follow the show and check us out. And if for some reason you don't have a chance to today, guess what? It's the internet. We're there 24-7. Okay. We're going to shift gears a little bit. I've given my little concern about the North Korea situation. And I'm only going to spend about five minutes or so talking about same-sex marriage at this issue because as much as a big deal as folks want to make this, I really think, first of all, that a lot of people are going to get very disappointed because I don't think the Supreme Court's really going to decide anything. Now, some people might try to twist it that way, a lot like Roe versus Way, uh, as far as abortion is concerned. In truth, the Roe versus Way decision basically said that at any point in time, Congress can legislate protections to unborn fetus, which would in essence, say that the right to privacy goes out the window at that point, and they made it a privacy issue. I think you'll see something very similar to that transpire here, because here's the thing. Marriage, by the state definition, is really all we're talking about here. So, that is licensed it has to be a state recognition thing in order for it to be licensed. Now, first of all, government cannot license a right. So, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? In order to be officially recognized by the state as married is not a right. So, there's a lot of arguments that can be made right then and there that mm, you don't have equal rights if there's no right to begin with. But regardless, I really think that what this comes down to is the fact that marriage is licensed through the state. That makes it a state issue. And I, I think that you will probably see the California proposition uh, be not upheld or thrown back because they'll have to be consistent. I think what you'll see is they'll throw it back to California. Say here, you guys have to decide this for yourselves. The appeals court's wrong. This isn't a federal issue. This is a state issue. Now, that might be naive on my part because this this particular Supreme Court has surprised me before. I mean, how on earth does Obamacare stay constitutional when it's really not? And everybody on the planet knows it's not. Anybody who tries to argue to the contrary doesn't know the Constitution. I've become a bit of a constitutional scholar thanks to Hillsdale College. I recommend anybody who wants to know more go over to hillsdale.edu and sign up for their free class. It's a full course, and it's great. It's very informative. And no, they're not a sponsor, but I'd love for them to be. Now, what you will see is them throw this back to the state and say, okay, the federal government doesn't have any bearing, and they may overturn the Defense of Marriage Act, based on that very same argument. And that what it will come down to is they get to make a decision, but they don't have to be on the record as being for or against. And that's just the kind of sidestepping that I expect from this particular court. I really think that the Defense of Marriage Act probably will be overturned. 
I'm not necessarily happy about that, but unlike a lot of my conservative friends, I'm not that upset about it either. And the reason is simple, because we're not really talking about marriage. We're talking about, and I know we get into semantics here, but we're talking about what the state will recognize as marriage. Real marriage is a spiritual thing, and for most folks, it's a religious thing. And because of the left's idea of separation of church and state, then I think we have to accept that the state has nothing at all to do with marriage. But it has every right to legally define what it's going to recognize for tax purposes and for whatever else as a uh, recognized union. Uh, if you happen to be gay or homosexual, eh, we're still talking about civil unions. And in most states that haven't recognized marriage by definition, they do have civil unions. So we're really still talking about the same thing, just people refusing to call it the same thing. Understand the people on the right, the conservatives who are trying to defend the definition of marriage, are really defending the definition of the word, trying to save it for the spiritual usage. But for the state, the state can do whatever it wants. And if it's going to call it marriage, there's nothing we can do to stop them. And fighting over a word, and that's really all this is, we're fighting over a definition, is silly. At any rate, I'm running out of time. Don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Take some time. Do some research on your own. You've got the internet. It's a great tool for it. Use your brain. That's what you've got it for. And always remember, go beyond the surface. Tap into the truth. Have a great night, everybody. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.